Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. Ah, it is Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas. Moving right on through a Tuesday afternoon. Tuesday used to be kind of a quiet day around the NFL. Teams, uh, a lot of teams are off that day. Not so kind of a, a wild day in Titans land. And joining us now from uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Paul Kaharski, my old associate for ESPN.com. He's heard on uh, Midday 180. And then com writes there, has a huge following there. 100,000 Twitter followers. I'm one of them. Uh, Paul, been a been a busy, uh, been a little bit of a busy day today. I guess as of now, there still seems to be a game planned for uh, Sunday, which is kind of hard to believe with the Titans uh, facility being shut down. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess uh, maybe I'd, I'd like to hope that they're just not being quick to cancel or postpone. I should say postpone. I mean, I think it'll get played. I'd like to think they're not quick to postpone it. Uh, it seems kind of nonchalant to me to indicate that it's going to be played Sunday or Monday. I, I could see Tuesday if the Titans can get back to normal on, uh, on, on Saturday. But the idea that they're just going to have the Titans go about their business on Sunday without having a Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday uh, practice while the Steelers can go about their business, it strikes me as incredibly unfair to a team that's simply been unlucky with one of its coaches uh, testing positive for COVID and then, uh, you know, the expected contagious, very contagious disease, which is why we're in the pandemic that we're in, taking its natural course uh, doesn't strike me as particularly fair. And I don't know if the Titans served themselves well by putting it out. I don't know if it was Garofolo or somebody else that tweeted, you know, uh, the coaching message to the players has been, uh, you know, if we're not together until Saturday and we only have a walkthrough um, and we have to play that way, we'll play that way. No excuses. Um, you know, if that gets to the league office and the league office says, well, if they're willing to do it, then maybe that's what we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. You know, Mike Vrabel always talks about what's uh, in the best interest of the team. I'm, I'm pretty sure playing the Steelers with no practice isn't in the best interest of the team. No, it's a high degree of difficulty uh, to do that. Boy, but this team, think things are going really well. It's a really good team coming off of an uh, excellent season last year. You know, one of the one of the things you were tweeting about was uh, the protocols. Sort of like once they found out Saturday about that coach you you think um uh you think looking back paul i mean did the are when you try to kind of think through how the uh, titans have handled this could there could they have done more immediately when they found out obviously they went and and uh went out and played a football game how do how do you think they they should have or could have handled this thing differently well, I'm certain that they did what they were supposed to do. I'm wondering if they're supposed to do the right things, right? I mean, it's obvious that Shane Bowen, the outside linebackers coach, who's also the defensive play caller, if if he comes in on Saturday and has tested positive on Friday, he's clearly been around some people. So wouldn't it then make sense to do the contact tracing and to say, hey, these guys were exposed to him Mm-hmm. in a way where they could have it, they probably shouldn't go to Minnesota 
where they'll then be exposed to people on their own team and on the Vikings where it could lead to problems down the road. Then you fill up the roster with practice squatters to the degree you can, or you talk about postponing the Vikings game and get it on the front end instead of proceeding in a way where three more Titans players get it, five more Titans employees get it. We don't know who those are yet. They may be more coaches and the Titans could be thin in the coaching ranks. And now you're talking about the Titans potentially playing their next game um, without practicing, potentially with a shorthanded coaching staff or whatever. Now you have to look at the Vikings game against uh, the Texans and what kind of concerns those have. I don't think they broke any rules or broke any protocol, and I'm sure if they did, we'd be hearing about it by now. But I'm wondering if that if that foresight isn't part of what the whole thing should be. But then again, you know, then every time a guy went on the COVID list so far, and the Titans have one on the COVID list, and Isaiah Wilson, you know, you would have had to stop things and look at everybody that Isaiah Wilson had been around and pull some people out to um, to, to to sequester them or to quarantine them. And we hadn't seen that happen with the Titans or with other teams. So I'm wondering how that works, you know, where a guy, if he's exposed to somebody who's had COVID, is supposed to wind up on the COVID list. So a lot of unanswered questions there for me. Yeah, I think uh, boy, Paul Kaharski will dig into this thing. Radio man and a longtime uh, writing colleague of mine covers the Titans as well as anybody. And, Paul, this uh, this team is, is really built extremely well. And we'll see how they come back. If, if they can kind of clear this hurdle and get through it. But, I mean, so far, I think uh, so good. You got the um, you got the feature back. I mean, you got this team down here with the Cowboys, and, uh, and you know, they've got these great, oh, let's throw for four or 500 yards every week. Let's just, let's just try to get in a track meet. And, of course, it goes against everything that they, they had a power back who now is getting about 12 carries a game. It really feels like the Titans – know exactly who they are uh, right now. They definitely uh, have a big sense of identity. Their problem is that they're not playing very good defense. They're missing their best cornerback in Adore Jackson, who's been out since the uh, since he hurt himself leading up to the opener. So that's a problem. Um, and their pass roster just can't find it, uh, even with Jadevian Clowney. Uh, added right before the season started. And with Vic Beasley, he's been kind of a disaster until he got on the field this week and only played 16 snaps. So they've given up, um, you know, 32 games in a row. Uh, and they haven't played anybody yet. Uh, you know, Denver's not good. Jacksonville's not good. Minnesota's not good. Pittsburgh hasn't played anybody yet either. So uh, it'd be an interesting showdown, as will the Bills next week. Um, and then you throw in the, the fact that they might, might not be practicing and it kind of makes things uneven. But we'll find out a lot more about who the Titans are in these next two weeks. Um, they certainly don't have Dallas's issue in terms of the identity, but they're not playing uh, very well. But it's a sign of a good team if you're not playing very well that you take care of business against teams you should, and they do. And a big part of that's uh, Mike Vrabel's a, a very good coach. Um, and, and the key players here, uh, you know, this kind of winning the games you should is becoming a contagious thing here. All right, talking to Paul Kaharski. Paul, are you, um, are you okay, you being an Ivy League graduate from uh, Columbia? The Ivy League was the first school to drop out and not play. 
I don't sense that it impacts your your uh, your fall Saturdays um, too much. But uh, has has your alma mater has the Ivy League? Are they going to join the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and try to try to opt back in, or do you think they'll stick to their guns? Yeah, they're going to stick to their guns, Matt. And when I made my college choice. Uh, unlike you, um, football had uh, zero to do with it. I uh, proudly attended Columbia when the uh, longest collegiate losing streak in history came to an end my freshman year, 44 games. So the class that graduated to make room for me had never seen their uh, alma mater win a football game. And uh, I'm sure they all did just, just fine in life. Uh, I kind of look at college football a lot like uh, Bobby Knight looked at, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, I'm, I'm blowing my line now. But, like, you graduate and then you move on, like to pro football. Um, yeah. The rest of us know, are stuck in our – yeah, we, never, we never move on. Once you go to a, a major uh, football school, you, do never, you never move on and you live and, and die with it. I that yours was a major football school when you were there. Who, mine? Yeah, yeah, Baylor. Yeah, you could make that argument. We were it was pretty good. They were number six in the country my freshman year. You when well, you did go to yeah, you did go to a school with Marcellus Wiley though. Don't forget that a uh, a star a star in his own right who had a long and distinguished NFL career is now big time member of the media with us. Well after my time. Well after my time, we had nobody nearly that good when I was there. <laughs> the Lions. Did you was was uh, Jason Garrett's dad still involved with that school when you were there or not? No, no, I was between the Garretts and and Marcellus. Okay, all right. Well, Real listen, we uh, <laughs> kind of a soft spot there at Columbia, but a great journalism program, and they produced Paul Kaharski doing excellent work right there in Nashville. Paul Kaharski dot com. And then, of course, you can hear him on the radio. Paul, thanks for uh, hopping on with us, and uh, good luck through this um, weird week, okay? Hey, John Banks said this would never happen, Matty. He said it would never happen. <laughs>